Sheikh Abdul Rahman Alexander, uh, you know, um, one uh, n- who needs no introduction. Let me put it that way. And uh, also, um, uh, Mr. Adam Jainuddin, who is the president of the South African Hajj Travel Operators Association. Uh, Sheikh Imam, as well as uh, Mr. Adam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sheikh Muhammad Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Adam Jainuddin from Sotawa. Uh, shukran so much, uh, Imam, and uh, you know, to yourself, uh, we look forward, inshallah, to engaging head-on with this particular aspect. Now, um, um, the first thing that comes to my mind at this point in time, with regards to Saudi authorities and the Saudi media, they've punted this Hajj as being very successful. Did the Saudi Hajj ministry exceed expectations in terms of the organizational aspect of this year's Hajj? I think from uh, you know our perspective in uh, the context of uh, operators, um, you know we have experienced certain challenges which we deem was quite crucial for the comfort and benefit of our hujaj, which was not forthcoming. This, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, one wants to prevent, and it's sometimes circumstantial that these things do arise from time to time. But generally, I think, you know, uh, looking from the the bomb blast that we had during the months of Ramadan mm-hmm. and the security threats within the the uh, kingdom, uh, I think from that d- uh, dynamic. There was a high presence, obviously, of security forces. And I don't think for once that I, and, and so I could most probably speak for many of Hujads, felt uneasy about the fact sure. that there wasn't su- uh, sufficient security. The uh, transition through the airports, I must say, uh, now that I think about 90% of all landings is in Medina, mm-hmm. uh, was well handled okay. uh, by the authorities. And obviously with the help and support of Sauk and our understanding of the procedures that uh, you know took place uh, very smoothly absolutely but I can, we can l- uh, later elucidate a little bit around certain aspects of the journey mm-hmm. which obviously was a challenge absolutely uh, imam moving moving towards you inshallah uh, were there any challenges for spiritual leaders in trying to uplift hujaj in you know these uh, testing conditions whilst during hajj Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Shukran for that question. With uh, regard to the limited time that was given to me, I'll come straight to the point. Inshallah. First and foremost, let me say, Hajj in itself is a spiritual journey. Yes. In essence, a spiritual journey, but a lot of physical movement is required. And I must say that I salute each and every operator of ours. Mm-hmm. Every operator, I salute them. They are doing sterling work and because Hajj is a spiritual journey, every operator have with them spiritual leaders. Yes. And we have the likes of great ulama people like Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels, Sheikh Riyad Walls, Sheikh Kashif Daman, Sheikh Shahid Salamadat, Sheikh Faisal Gul, Sheikh Imran Saban, Sheikh Nazim Shabuddin, mm-hmm. Imam Isa Alexander, Sheikh Muhsin Sheikh, Sheikh Hassan Sheikh, Imam Yusuf Pande, Sheikh Hassan Pande, and the list goes on and on. No. Vibrant ulama mm-hmm. who provide spiritual and religious guidance to the hujaj but let me tell you uh, brother Muhammad Sheikh uh, as much as the Hajj is a spiritual journey and people are spiritually motivated by the ulama Mm -hmm. this spirit can be broken Mm-hmm. If things are not being facilitated properly and things are not seen to properly, sure. and I, the time here tonight doesn't allow me to go into each and every aspect, mm-hmm. but let me just touch on one particular aspect, sure. and that is the very first Friday I was back from Hajj, I made a very passionate plea from the member of Masjid Al Quds, and I said that Sahuk, who is doing sterling work, mm-hmm. and we as a tower work 
very well with them, amicably with them, and wants to continue to work with them. Mm-hmm. But they should take one thing into consideration, and they should actually encourage the broader South African community not for old people to go alone on this journey. Right. People of over 70, 80 years old who don't have a caregiver. Sure. All that spirituality that you imbibe in them and lift them, mm-hmm. it can go zero if things are not going smooth for them and there's no caregiver for them. You know, I don't think our people realize what Hajj truly entails. Mm-hmm. They think it's just going to Makkah, going into the Haram and you become a Haji. No, this. Physical movement, strength is required, health is required. So Saul should make it a rule. And this year, again, I'm making a passionate plea to them. Not condemning, but a passionate, sincere plea to them that they should encourage a South African community that when elderly people register for Hajj, mm-hmm. then together with that, they should also see that caregivers register with them. And Saul should give this a special attention because people in wheelchairs cannot help themselves. We as operators, we only get one visa for every 50 hujaj. Subhanallah. And you cannot manage. Yes. You have to take some people to hospital. You must take them to clinic. You must take them to South doctors. Mm-hmm. You must see to the needs of various hujaj. We are doing mission impossible. Okay. So this is my special plea tonight. No. The South to consider this, educate the community more on what the requirements are and let us take this journey positively forward inshallah inshallah wonderful words indeed imam um with any critical challenges faced by the operators mr adam in general look uh, <coughs> as as and when you know one do experience these on uh, the journey i mean hajj in itself as 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 um, uh, sheikh has uh, you know just mentioned it's the spiritual dynamics of it but i think we cannot deny the fact that if the logistics is not well you know uh, seen to and 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 we as operators have prepared ourselves mm-hmm. for any eventualities and contingencies then you know that spirituality really really sometimes like a challenge sure and uh, we did find that you know the the the, the, the there was obviously uh, on the day of arafah there was uh, the camps that we were taken into was invaded by another nationality which then left and it, de- it seemed like they also took some of the water away from that perspective okay and you know we found that there by three o'clock we we had to make some real uh, contingency measures as to how are we going to get um, you know water back into our camp yes I mean it's not like picking up the phone uh, or jumping into a vehicle mm-hmm. and, and and going to go and buy it at the, at, the, uh, you know, at the supermarket for that matter you have to go in physically I mean I've I've seen uh, some of our sisters that was uh, you know there for Hajj made it the journey of how Sidna Hajra he had to go and find water for uh, uh, Sidna Ismail uh, you know uh, and that in itself you know are challenges that sometimes Allah placed us into those positions yes. so we can have that respect mm-hmm. and have that appreciation of what that journey of uh, Sitna Hajra was all about of you know getting water and making sure that we don't uh, you know dehydrate absolutely um i think inshallah let me bring into the discussion uh you know uh representation from sahuk uh, we have the head of sahuk's mission in saudi arabia that is hafiz ismail kuvadia uh, hafiz ismail assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh shukran so much for availing yourself it's a pleasure, only but a pleasure. Um, the question that I posed earlier on to uh, Mr. Adam Jainuddin, uh, and I think perhaps I'd like your perspective on this as well. Uh, what were some of the critical challenges faced by operators this year? 
Well, I think uh, Brother Zainuddin has given a good picture of the whole situation. Overall, I must say the Hajj was a success. Yes, the issues that we had on Arafat was a challenge that we had to face up with. It is something that we had to stand up to. But again, like I said, you know, it was a challenge. And it is how we overcame this challenge that will basically make us feel good or bad. So again, you know what I'm saying is, uh, generally, my view is that uh, if, if there is compliance and it is adherence to rules and regulations, and we persevere in this type of situations, we'll always come on top. But unfortunately, what took place in Arafat was not a very uh, good sight. It was not actually, I think there the problem lied more with the attitude of how we approached it. Mm-hmm. There were some of them that approached it in a very positive way, and Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala gave us the positive result. And those who approach it in a negative way, obviously get a negative result. But I think overall, again, I'm confident as the head of mission that overall the Hajj was a great and a tremendous success. Alhamdulillah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, uh, was we can't take too hard, inshallah. Let us go and pay the bills. We resume shortly thereafter. Stay tuned to 91.3 FM. The burning issue it is with myself, Muhammad Sheikh, and my panel this evening, inshallah, Sheikh Abdurrahman, Alexander, Mr. Adam Jainuddin, and uh, also uh, online uh, we have Hafiz Ismail Kulvadia uh, giving us insight into their different roles, uh, you know, in d- different perspectives uh, in terms of their representation during Hajj 2017. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward each of you in abundance with khair and barakah and continue serving, you know, the Hajjaj for many years to come. Now, uh, you know, um, just touching on a little bit of uh, uh, generally the, the, the point or the reference of dispute and uh, indifference of opinion, uh, or rather difference of opinion comes about when people or generally any person does not understand the nature of operations via the operator and their relationship with, you know, the the, the, the ministry of that side or whatever existing system there is in place. And, you know, sometimes we take it for granted that it's just a simple process, Imam. You know, we just fill in a form, we apply via Sahuk, uh, we register with a tour opera- operator, we have our money ready, and mashallah, boom, you know, mm. we're on for Hajj. I think uh, we need to appreciate that we're not living in the 80s or in the 70s anymore. Yeah. And with the advent of technology, um, and as uh, Mr. Adam alluded to during the ad break, you know, the, the advent of Uber as well. And I just <laughs> I just don't picture in my mind that that would be a, a mode of transport used in the Holy Lands, but nonetheless uh, drifting away. So, you know, let's just focus a little bit on the relationship between the operators uh, in South Africa or any country for that matter and the existing systems that are available in Saudi Arabia to facilitate Hajj. Mr. Adam? Obviously, um, as operators, we are first uh, at scrutiny to our preparedness, uh, obviously, as an operator in the context of our financial and systems capabilities. That, obviously, you know, is a process that we go through with SAUG as being, uh, you know, uh, supplying them with all the uh, necessary information to give them the surety that, you know, we are uh, operationally competent and capable to, uh, you know, go out there and advertise our packages. Then, uh, you know, once we have gone through that and we have been accredited, uh, we are obviously now in the domain of uh, um, going out there as operators and actually uh, selling our packages, which obviously from, uh, as we have experienced, uh, there's different types of packages and people obviously um, have become quite acute 
in the context of looking at the various packages and what has to offer. Mm-hmm. And if it fits their profile in the context of what they want out of their hajj and whichever group suits them best, they make that decision. Sure. Once a decision is made, and there's obviously you know, the contractual uh, uh, aspect that the haji needs to be aware of, that there is a, a, a contract that will exist between him and the operator, mm-hmm. exactly sp- uh, specifying what is to get for his money, what is paying for, and th- that there's due performance in that with the, the day before. Well, during the time when he's, he's about to leave, his processing of his visa, his tickets, and all the other stuff that you know is necessary so that he knows the day he leaves that everything has been arranged by that operator. And obviously, you know, the Hajj ministry plays obviously a big role in the context of uh, uh, its preparedness mm-hmm. to uh, accept the Haji when it comes into the shores of the kingdom. Sure. So with that, it obviously, how do they know what date a Haji and on what flight and time a Haji is, uh, you know, being um, uh, earmarked to land in, in the, the, the two ports, mm-hmm. which is uh, Jeddah and Medina. And as I said earlier, we, Alhamdulillah, uh, from South Africa has been quite successful as operators to get at least a 90% um, a landing within Medina, and I think you know Saug has uh, uh, prided themselves that they are currently down to about a half an hour processing in terms of uh, you know once a Hajj has been cleared by passport control to get them into the buses. Sure. That is a dynamic which I think you know one must surely complement Saug in the context of their capabilities in terms of <coughs> uh, meeting Hajjis on on their uh, you know um, landing within the uh, shores of uh, the Hijaz. And, uh, but prior to that, obviously, um, how the, 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 the Hajj Minister has regulated the actual preparedness of an operator is through what they call an e-gate system. Mm-hmm. It's basically, a, a, basically a, a dashboard where it looks at the operator in its preparedness as far as its uh, flights is concerned, its accommodation is concerned, its food, transport is concerned. And no Hajj operator will be able to have any of its Hajjis uh, pass, uh, sorry, its visas issued to them unless it achieves a hundred percent green light, uh, you know, on the dashboard. Absolutely. So once you've achieved that, then you know, the Hajj Ministry is uh, uh, um, happy that the financial obligations, as far as all of the uh, contracts within the kingdom, has been fulfilled, and that uh, they're ready to accept uh, any Hajj coming into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That there will be a bed for that person. Mm-hmm. They'll be transferred to that person, mm-hmm. and that uh, they obviously will land, as as I've earlier said, on a certain time. So they can prepare the ports also in this manner. Sure. So they can put the requisite amount of staff on at the passport control, so they don't have a long waiting time. And if you take, you know, some of our just take at least 16 hours before they get to Medina, mm-hmm. some even 20 hours, and then depending on the ports where they are going through and the layover times. Mm-hmm. So you want to make that Hajj's uh, experience of coming into the, the city of Medina one that is pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, as you're on that, on that flight already, you start thinking about that first moment that you're going to step into the, the Masjid of uh, Medina al Manura and you're going to make your salam for the greatest being that has ever been you know, brought onto this earth, our beloved Muhammad So you want to be in your best of frame of mind, and I think when we achieve a, a, a time that we can get that Haji through the airport to the hotel, I can tell you, and he's taken the shower, he's put on his utter, he's put on his best garb, and he's now ready to go make his salam. Mm-hmm. That, I think, would be 
you know, one of the greatest moments and the sweetest moment, I think, for many Hujat, until he then makes his next uh, journey down to make his Umrah. Sure. So I think and this system definitely is something that will be enhanced and it will be the future in terms of you know, Hajj preparedness as far as operators go. Sure. Um, before I open the lines on zero two one four four two three five three zero, I'd like to quickly just uh, pose a question to uh, you know Sahuk themselves, the Sahuk representative, uh, in terms of you know distinguishing the factors that uh, tour operators are liable to pay for. Uh, you mentioned a bed. You mentioned transport landing there, so that you know the the authorities in Medina or in Jidda can facilitate. Uh, uh, what are some of the basic Essentials, um, you know, that the Hajj ministry themselves undertake for every pilgrim, whether it's special services or basic services. The reasons I ask this is because we've heard earlier on, and we know that. Uh, and during certain times there was a shortage of water or sometimes no water at all. So, um, you know, I'd like to pose this question to our representative from Sahuk, Hafiz Ismail. Um, you know, is the Sahuk's mandate to, you know, confirm with the ministry that, uh, that this particular problem has arisen and what measures has been taken to solve this? Well, firstly, I must em- emphasize that Sahuk plays a supportive role in the kingdom. Sure. Uh, yes, we have a regulatory framework uh, within the South African context where there are certain rules and regulations which is guided and guidance is given by the Hajj Ministry that these are the things that we need to comply with. When it comes to the uh, Saudi Arabian situation, there are conflicts that are signed between the operator and the relevant authorities, be it the Mu'assasa, more so the Mu'assasa than the Hajj Ministry. The Hajj Ministry, yes, is a, is a superior body. Mm-hmm. The Mu'assasa is basically subcontractors and services that they provide. The sure. Some services that are directly with the Hajj Ministry, uh-huh. and the other services are provided by the Mu'assasa. Okay. When you spoke about the special services and non-special services, right. the basics are provided by the Hajj Ministry. Okay. All the additionals are basically provided by the Mu'assasa. All right. You as the operator have a choice. Okay. Whether you want to go to Camp C, which is known as the non-special services, or whether you want to go to Camp A, mm-hmm. you can decide there are different <laughs> costings involved, right. depending on affordability and obviously your physical condition, because Camp A is very close to the Jamarat, and Camp C is plus minus between 2.8 and 3.2 kilometers away from the Jamarat. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of difference in services, but those services are offered to you and you decide as an operator or the haji which service you can afford and which service you want to go for. Mm-hmm. But we as SAO, we play a supportive role in this particular issue. We don't sign the contracts, nor do we be given any powers as far as this is concerned. Yes, when there are issues, it needs to be raised to us. We will then officially take it to the Mu'assasa and say, these are the issues that we were not happy about. These were the issues that we have uh, queries about. Mm -hmm. We need to see how we can overcome these challenges. So when it came to the issue of the water, Mm -hmm. there was a caterer that was given the contract by the Mu'assasa. Now, we had engaged with the caterer. We came with certain conditions. This, what happened on Arafat, was not something that was foreseen. Because mm-hmm. as Brother Jainuddin mentioned, unfortunately, for whatever reasons, people had invaded our camp. Now, the caterer's argument was, because I made the call personally to the caterer at 3 o'clock that afternoon, telling him that our agreement was that we were going to have, 
water all the time 24 7. Right. in fact we sacrificed our fuzzy drinks because the choice was they give us one fuzzy drink per meal and they give us limited water and juices or alternatively we take the fuzzy drinks away and we have unlimited water and unlimited juices mm-hmm. we opted for that particular choice unlimited water and unlimited juices because we felt that the fuzzy drinks we can do without sure now the argument he puts up is that he had to facilitate for people that were not supposed to be part of our tents right. or were not supposed to be part of our group. Mm-hmm. Where the result is that the amount of water that he brought in was now overutilized by people that were not supposed to use it. Mm-hmm. And yes, we did try and make an effort. Whatever little we could buy from the streets, we bought, people bought, but unfortunately the need was greater than, than the time. Sure. But it is not the responsibility of Sahuk to make sure that those things are there. It is the responsibility of the caterer. Okay. What Sahuk does then is then basically he intervenes in the situation and try and see how we could resolve the issue. Okay. But I think the big problem here is that, you know, when, when a crisis comes in, rather than we resolving it, we start pointing fingers. Right. That, you know, that one is responsible and that one is responsible and that one is responsible. And very few people understand the logistics of how this thing works and i think this is where actually the problem went away okay shukran for that but uh, you know just drifting away from the more serious aspects of uh, logistics and operations and uh, uh, you know all the nitty-gritties of hajj 2017 let us let, let us get listeners insight let us get listeners uh, input of their particular hajj and uh, i do believe that we have a caller online uh, but before i take the caller i just like to acknowledge all the whatsapps that are coming through yes it is streaming some of them are rather lengthy so uh, you know um, uh, I apologize if I don't get the chance to read all of them out so uh, please try inshallah and keep them as simple and basic as possible so we can provide feedback but on that note inshallah let us welcome uh, caller online that is uh, uh, I believe Mr. Irfan Abrams uh, the previous uh, uh, previous staff of Voice of the Cape Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Brother Sheikh and uh, Brother Adam and all the rest of the uh, guests in studio, alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, how are you doing? Quite rejuvenated as Haji Buta Irfan Abrams Allahu Akbar, uh, you know that um, so, uh, the, the um, Haji um, attachment to the name still sends shivers down, down one's spine and um, you know, you make dua that Allah um, accept um, your Hajj, inshallah, that you can uh, be true to the um, to the, the 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 label that's been attached to your name, and that you can be a true ambassador of uh, the Hajj and as well as uh, as Islam, inshallah. Inshallah. Now, if I may, and I know your entire Hajj, you can capture it in probably a whole book or volumes of them. Oh, wow, um, what was what was your highlight? What what really stood out for you? I think um, in, uh, it's difficult to say it in a, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. but if I had the opportunity to, um, you know, as you say, write a book or, or do a picture book, um, the title of that book will be, We Are So Different, Yet We So The Same. And Allah Akbar, so since the day that we, we landed in, in Medina and uh, going to uh, the beloved um, Nabi Muhammad and then fast forwarding to to Makkah and then even to to Azizia, Alhamdulillah, is that one looked forward to who was going to be making salah in Jamaat um, standing next to you because that looking to your right and looking to your left and making salams to somebody that you don't know from above so 
mm-hmm. and just giving that sadaka of a smile, knowing that you are from from so far away places, yet you here for the exact same reason to come and be part of the and to accept that invitation that Allah had, had given you, and um, to to relate to to one another's experiences. I mean, uh, I can speak about an experience sitting in the Haram of Makkah mm-hmm. and before a what, and there were two brothers from China. Now, what caught my eye was that the one brother had two thumbs right. and um, making salam still to him. Um, I don't know how do I explain this. You have a full conversation and yet none of the, the, the those who are talking understand a word that each other is speaking. But wallahi, when we got up to make some nafal salah, something that, that I'll never forget mm-hmm. is when that same brother from, from China stands up and says, Allahu Akbar, and he recites his Fatiha, and you think, Ya Allah, we, we hardly understood each other, but yet we're reciting the Fatiha in Arabic so clearly, and you, you just say, Shukr to Allah that Allah has granted you of us to first be Muslim and then to also be on this wonderful journey. But something I want to also say is that um, it, it humbles you, this journey, but this journey can be extremely empty if one did not empower oneself with um, educating oneself about not only the six days of Hajj, but also the journey in itself. Because I think that um, if one is empowered, then nothing else can stand in your way. Alhamdulillah, I had the opportunity to go with my lovely wife on Hajj. Alhamdulillah. Uh, and um, we made, um, we came to a compromise on, our, on, our, on the plane to, um, uh, to Medina, because that was our first port of call. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said to each other that, Whatever lies before us in this journey, can we, between the two of ourselves, come to a compromise and say that we leave it purely in the hands of Allah? If it's good, Alhamdulillah, we'll accept it. If it's not good and things um, that uh, we had envisaged doesn't work out, we also say Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah and I sure. think once we came to that conclusion, wallahi, our journey was the most pleasurable journey that we've ever been on. And Alhamdulillah. We haven't traveled much together. Yes, I've had the opportunity to travel uh, abroad. But wallahi, it's a travel that you realize that you are blessed to go with your spouse because women, Allah, Allah accepts their hajj even more readily than a man because what they go through, mm-hmm. they must have lots of sabr, alhamdulillah. But you know what? You quickly realize that it's a journey together. But yes, it's an individual journey. It's a journey between you and your Allah and your Creator. And you try and make the best of it. I have absolutely nothing to talk about um, any of the of South. They were wonderful. They always there to try and help our operator. Alhamdulillah, Hitmatullah uh, What stands out is they always try and make you part of it. And Uncle uh, <laughs> Adam is there. Um, you know what? It's not all just seriousness. On the third day of Tashriq, um, we had a stretching and gym class, and they try and and get the hujjahs to be part of this journey sure. and share with one another's. Um, experiences and uh, wallahi um, I think when you empower yourself with education knowing the deeper history and meaning of what Hajj is all about it makes the journey so much easier and hence there'll be less arguments and there'll be less um, to talk about uh, negativity because even on the day of Arafah uh, we had a wonderful group of friends and yes when the water did get a bit less and be non-existent we had brothers youngsters from the group going out and just bringing um, trays of water and we could share amongst three, four people a, a bottle of, of water. And wallahi, we just accepted it that Allah has granted us an opportunity to be longer on, on Arafah and gave us more opportunity to make um, 
make dua and to um, and to make zikr. And wallahi, it was one of the more pleasurable moments um, on our journey. So alhamdulillah, all I can say is shukr to everybody involved. It was a journey I can speak a lifetime about. And um, inshallah, I'd really like to share it because I only have positive thoughts that have come up from this journey. And shukran to our operator, Khinkwetulawam, and Sal for the wonderful work that they do. Many people have a lot to say. Last year, I had the, the pleasure of doing the 16-week program with Sal before um, Hajj last year. I really, really embraced it. I could understand exactly in practicality what they meant in every program that we got to speak about. And you know what? Only when you're on this journey, you see what wonderful work they have to endure um, to make um, the, the, the spiritual journey of Hajj um, an accepted and a pleasurable journey for all Hujjaj. InshaAllah. Butaifan, shukran so much for sharing your insight. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your Hajj. And uh, we look forward to hearing more of it uh, in some other segment, inshaAllah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Only a pleasure. Time now to touch down to the marketplace. Stay tuned on 91.3 FM. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Muhammad Sheikh, on this beautiful Monday evening. And Alhamdulillah, this is a Hajj special edition uh, where we are touching on issues that have been impacting uh, on the Hajj 2017 program. And at the same time, what was done, where to from now? And uh, our panelists, this particular segment, inshallah, uh, till we conclude the show, is uh, none other than uh, Sheikh uh, Alexander, uh, who is Sheikh Abdul Rahman Alexander, the Imam of Masjid Al-Quds, as well as uh, Mr. Adam uh, Jainuddin, who is uh, the president uh, of the South African Hajj Travel Operators Association. But uh, uh, inshallah, we will get the comments uh, at, uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but for now, you know, we've got, we, we've heard some of the stances, some of the, uh, you know, uh, comments with regards to Hajj 2017 earlier on. And I think it's uh, only befitting that we get uh, insight from listeners themselves that have undertaken this journey and what Hajj meant to them and some of their experiences. So, for that, inshallah, we are now jo- joined online uh, with uh, Sheikh Zahir Murat. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And yourself? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Sheikh, uh, time is against us, inshallah. So uh, I'd like to perhaps maybe ask you quickly with regards to your uh, experience uh, of Hajj 2017. Uh, maybe just a key highlight, a key pointer uh, in, uh, you know, in just uh, a minute or two or uh, three for the most, inshallah. Subhanallah, it was a, a, a lifetime experience that I think is difficult to explain to anyone. But from the highlights that happened on our journey of Hajj, uh, the first thing for me was uh, that wherever we moved from out of Cape Town, till Medina, Makkah, Muzdalifah, wherever we were, we used to see Sauk. Even the time when uh, I felt myself sick a bit and my, my wife, we used to go every time to visit the doctor. And a doctor that comes to my mind every time is Dr. Badat, because every time when I went, I, uh, we went to the same doctor. We got the same doctor there. Also, a highlight for us is our travel uh, agent, uh, Rasul, the Rasul's family that we have met and traveled with. Uh, Alhamdulillah, it was an amazing journey with them uh, experiencing the Hajj. Uh, so, uh, subhanAllah. And one of the things, I think one of the main things is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test you as an individual by yourself. All the things that happened on our journey of Hajj, it is everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to happen to us, for us to experience our Hajj. 
was uh, that lesson that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want to teach you in there. And wallahi, you learn a lesson from each happening that happens to you on Hajj. Because in the, before you go on Hajj, you, everyone learns the ayat in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what is a wadu for in khair is the taqwa? And prepare yourself. But the best preparation is to take taqwa with you. So whatever happens with you on your journey, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want that to happen to you. So you can learn something from it. Because Allah says in those verses, لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَنَهُمْ So they can witness the things that is beneficial for them. And you see, because in one of the happenings that happened, that I speak about all the time, is my biggest fear was me and my wife losing each other or something happened to us on Hajj. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, when we finished our ifada, we split it away from one another. And it was one of the biggest kids Allah could have put it on me on that time. That I was looking for and trying to find. And subhanAllah, we found one another again. But you learn from out of there that everything that happens to you is totally in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah controls everything around you. Subhanallah, Sheikh. Wonderful indeed. Uh, shukran for sharing your journey of Hajj 2017. May Allah grant you a Hajj Maqbool and Mabroor. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was Sheikh Zahir Murad uh, giving uh, giving us some insight into his Hajj journey. May Allah subhanahu wa taala accept it uh, from him. And uh, I do believe, inshallah, our third and uh, uh, final uh, third and final caller that we have, uh, you know, for this evening to share our Hajj journey. But uh, inshallah, as uh, our technician is uh, currently ensuing on that. Um, you know, let me focus focus uh, to Sheikh, inshallah. There's a question that, that's burning on my mind. Um, and it's basically a summary of a lot of the, the grievances that our listeners are uh, tackling into. And it's basically, you know, something along, along the lines of, um, you know, um, if I am paying for a particular service, Sheikh, um, I should have that expectation in return. If I go to the shop and I'm buying orange juice, I should get orange juice from there. And, uh, you know, uh, firstly, I would acknowledge that it's not as simple as that when it comes to matters of Hajj. But you know, as an Islamic principle, uh, I think that would be fair. And uh, you know, the the let me read this 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 particular summary that comes from nine nine two nine. There is a tendency to make excuses for logistical, managerial fails, shortcomings by classifying it as being part of the journey of Hajj. Surely, I can't blame Allah for not doing my job properly. Very strong words indeed, Sheikh. What what is your take on that? Most certainly. Um, yes, we need to understand that Allah Almighty is going to test you on this journey. But uh, you, you need to make sabr to those things which are beyond our control, like for instance the weather. This year the weather was 50 degrees. Now that is from Allah, that's not from the operator. So if you find there was an operator that was unscrupulous, that did not um, meet the promises that they made to you because every haji has a contract and that contract a copy of that contract also goes to Saug and Saug makes sure that um, they facilitate for the hujaj the opportunity to complain to them if the operator do not fulfill that mm -hmm. so alhamdulillah the hujaj are covered by the contract that they have from the operator and if you feel that your operator did not uh, do justice then it is your duty to take them to task but alhamdulillah i can assure you from my perspective what sure. i've seen 
all the operators are doing a great job alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. there were no major incidents and of course if there is any operators that were, were unscrupulous then of course Sauk is there to deal with them because right. that is their jurisdiction inshallah. okay so their jurisdiction to see to any measure necessary for the operator towards the operator etc yes they, they, they are covered and they are protected by the by the contract that they have filled in with the operator uh, with regard to the packages mm -hmm. because operators always make sure that they explain the package I mean you cannot also pay 20 rand and you expect a hundred rand service in right. return sure. so you get that what you paid for uh -huh. and Alhamdulillah all the operators are doing a wonderful job and all the spiritual leaders and religious leaders are doing great work indeed and earlier I just forgot to mention two names which I feel is important to mention yeah. is also Sheikh Muhammad Sheikh Mujahid Latu mm -hmm. of the Rasul's Travel and also Ustad Mirai Jacobs of Travel Unlimited these people with the ulama and the spiritual leaders are doing an excellent job and we need to salute them alhamdulillah but inshallah you know just uh, engaging our listeners also i do believe that we have uh, auntie zarina murad online inshallah auntie zarina assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh how are you alhamdulillah how are you doing up Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. If I may ask you, inshallah, you know, to give us perhaps maybe a key point uh, of lesson or a key aspect of positivity or change that you like to see, uh, you know, from your Hajj experience 2017 in about two or three minutes or so, uh, what would that be? I first want to make sure to Allah for granting me to be one of his most honored guests. Of for Hajj 2017. Alhamdulillah, I had the opportunity to go with my husband and kids. Alhamdulillah. And also, I want to thank Rasul's family and Sao for making the Hajj so easy for all of us. It is really a wonderful and an amazing journey. It's a journey, really, as all the Kujars would say, of a lifetime no. that I wish upon all and each and every Muslim to experience if they by the means of it. Just to make the near sincerely, and Allah will do the rest, inshallah. Hajj, being on Hajj, really, it was a, a great experience. You feel the connection with Allah. You feel the closeness with Allah. Within the Tawaf, you can feel that positive energy drawing you closer to the Kaaba, whether you on Arafah, standing and playing with so many people, millions of people for the same purpose. Ya Rabb. Alhamdulillah. 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 I think shukran so much for that, Auntie Zarina. I think, you know, with those wonderful words of emotion and strength, may Allah accept your Hajj, grant it, make it a Hajj Makhlul and Makhlul, inshallah. Ameen, inshallah. Ameen, shukran so much. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay, Alhamdulillah, that was Auntie Zarina, inshallah. I think as we're heading down to, you know, the end, the closure of our program, and, uh, you know, uh, inshallah, still ha having to uh, take some ad breaks or visiting the marketplace in the process. Um, le le let me just, uh, you know, change the tone a little bit of our discussion, Sheikh, inshallah, if I may. Um, if I had to perhaps maybe ask you to describe your Hajj 2017 in three words, what would that be? <laughs> I will just say Allahu Akbar, Allah is indeed the greatest because the emphasis that I put on is uh, the weather which was 50 degrees we don't know what 50 degrees are like <laughs> subhanallah you know, but within all that 
Uh-huh. You feel Allah's divine hand of mercy and rahmah Hujaj, And that is the miraculous part of Hajj mm-hmm. The mu'jiza of Hajj, you know That Allah takes you through, safely through all that Because you are His guest Subhanallah Mr. Adam, perhaps maybe concluding three words from you Inshallah, your Hajj 2017 in three key words What would it be? You know, I can't, uh, you know, find those three words more greater <laughs> than what uh, our, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sheikh has just, uh, you know, given us that very uh, beautiful, uh, uh, you know, perspective. But uh, throughout my journey, Alhamdulillah, the one thing that I think I've uh, learned and I've shared with our fellow Hujads and it had its, you know, uh, impact on all the aspects throughout our journey was the theme of kindness mercy and patience mm-hmm. so those are my sort of you know words which i believe best describe my journey of hajj for 2017 alhamdulillah alhamdulillah mr adam jainuddin sheikh abdurrahman alexander it's been an absolute pleasure having you with me in studio inshallah shukran so much to both of you for taking the time out mm-hmm. availing yourselves inshallah may allah azza wa jal grant you long long lives for afiyat prosperity good health and the ability to serve our communities for many many more decades to come inshallah, Ameen, inshallah. shukran and jazak and was also a pleasure to have um, the head of mission Hafiz Ismail Kovadia no. on the panel with us. May Allah bless the people of South to continue the good work that they are doing. I mean, inshallah. I think uh, it's time for me to sign off, inshallah, on this beautiful Monday evening. Um, and wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, keep well, keep safe, keep steadfast on Deen Fi Amanillah. From myself, Muhammad Sheikh, on the burning issue, I bid you farewell. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.